Hey guys, it's Jackson, and welcome back to another episode of Reality Talk, the podcast. So this week, my guest is a bit different than my normal guests that I normally have on my podcast, um, but I think you guys will love her because she is amazing. So my guest this week is Melanie Sanders, and if you're not familiar with who she is, let me tell you, because she wears many different hats and she has a lot going on. So Melanie was actually um, on the very first season of American Idol. She was one of the finalists. She was in the top 30. So yeah, how crazy is that? She was on the very first season of American Idol. Um, after American Idol, she did um, do some other um, television projects. Um, and then one of the most recent reality TV shows that she was on was on Owen's hit series, Bell Collective. Um, and if you're not familiar with Bell Collective, I've interviewed a few of the ladies from that show in the past. So definitely check out those episodes. But um, I would suggest checking out Bell Collective on OWN. Um, the first season has aired and you can watch all of those episodes. You can, Or you can watch it on the Discovery Plus app, I believe, as well. Um, but I'm hoping there's going to be a season two, and I think it's likely that there will be, but um, nothing has been confirmed or anything with that yet, but um, it's such a great show, so definitely check that out, and you can see Melanie on there. But besides being on television herself, she actually has worked kind of behind the scenes a little bit. She is a PR professional that works with um, you know a lot of different brands and some major celebrities, including... Nene Leakes from The Real Housewives of Atlanta, and Sheree Whitfield from The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, she worked with Nene. She was her manager and assistant for years, um, as well as her close friend, but she worked with her. Um, especially, she worked with her during the early days of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. So Melanie was there at the beginning when um, the success was growing and all of that craziness happened. So Melanie, I definitely get into that topic and she gives me a lot of different stories about um, what those early days were like. And like I said, she also works with Sheree Whitfield and there are some exciting things coming for Sheree and Melanie kind of teases that in this episode. Um, so yeah, but um, anyway, without further ado, here is my interview with Melanie Sanders. I hope you guys enjoy. Yeah, yeah so I'm so excited to learn more about you and all that you have done. <laughs> yeah, honey. It's always something to, to chat about over on this end, I must admit. <laughs> yes, yes. It's the same, like, yes. I don't know what it is. I just... I have been running into some of the most people and scenarios and and and, and opportunities. You know, I, I, I'm I'm quite excited about you know just what's to come, really. Right. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. But anyway, so I like I said, I definitely want to start with um, American Idol because I was so excited when I saw that you were on like the very first season, right? Yes, the first season. Like, just that lets you know how old I am. <laughs> oh, no, you're not old. I mean, <laughs> oh, my God, Jackson, let me tell you. I started, like, American Idol, I was, I think I was 22. Mm -hmm. And I am 40. 
I, I, wow. I, I, just, I can't get over it. Like, yes, honey, I'm 40 years old. I cannot even believe that. But, uh, yes. yeah, American Idol just, I mean, it was just weird how it, I mean, I, literally, I was at Spelman, Spelman College uh-huh. uh, in Atlanta, and uh, mm-hmm. shout out to all my Spelman sisters. And <laughs> basically, my mom, my mother was always great at, sending newspaper clippings, magazine articles. Like, that's back in the day before we were really, like, emailing a whole lot, you know? And, uh, yeah, so she would send me these letters with all kinds of clippings and stuff in it. So one letter was a uh, a clipping of the American Idol audition. And, uh, you know, I looked at it. I was like, okay, you know, and I was really into singing back then. Like, I really kind of fell off now. I haven't been singing like I, I really would like to. And we can definitely get into that later because I do need to to get back into it. It's my, you know, it's truly my love. But um, right. long story short, uh, I got the audition information, and it was during finals for me. So I was oh. kind of like, eh. Yeah, I was, you know, I'm like, uh, okay. And I went to the uh, the place that they were having it. And, honey, when I tell you, I don't know how I missed this memo, but it seemed like everybody who had a throat was at this audition. I mean, it oh was my packed. Gosh. This is in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. It was hundreds. And I was like. I was like, I don't feel like dealing with all this crowd. But I stayed. My um, car got broken into that morning. Oh. So all my books mm-hmm, for finals. Yes, indeed. So I wasn't even the, in the mood. But, honey, when I walked in there, I had to go through a couple rounds before I actually got to, um, you know, the next day they could, we, we got to the main audition. And I walked in and saw Paula Abdul. Mm-hmm. And, honey, I said, whoa, hold up. What is this? <laughs> Uh-huh. Like that's I was kinda like, I don't know. So yeah, I that's kinda how that's when I figured out it was the real deal. Right. And then and obviously this was before it was so huge. I'm surprised there were so many people. I guess everyone just wanted to yeah. be on T V and sing. I don't know how they knew. <laughs> right, because like I said, I didn't see it on T V. I saw it. My mama sent me the, the clipping, you know. And mm-hmm. I remember standing in line when I made it to the second audition. Uh, the next day when, when we met Paula and Simon and everybody, I remember hearing people whispering, saying, Paula Abdul's in there and Paula, you know, and I'm kind of like, mm. and, I, and I wasn't even like, I wouldn't say I was a snob to auditions. I was kind of unfazed because at that point I had been doing pageants and, you know, right. so many talent shows and things that, that was so popular back there that I just, I didn't, I felt like, you know, you have to be selective over the things that you do. Uh, at a certain point, you know, so I kind of was right. like, "What is this?" I kind of I wasn't excited. It was kind of like, "Okay, American Idol, okay, whatever." And then, you know, it. I realized these people were serious when they were saying, "Okay, you're making it to Hollywood, and they they're getting your information to book your tickets and things like that." I said, "Okay, now this is on to something." But the main thing was when I saw Paula Abdul, honey, I was <laughs> sold. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so yeah. Yes. Was she your favorite judge out of the three of them? Okay. I have, yes, I love Paula because when I was six, seven years old, Jackson, I would be in front of my house singing, um, what's the song? Uh, Straight Up. 
Like, uh-huh. that was my favorite song. And I knew all of her songs. Like, I was just a oh. true fan. So naturally, I gravitated towards her. And she acted like, you know, one of the clips showed that she was talking about my legs. Like, the whole thing. Yes. You know, we <laughs> did things after. Yeah, we did things after she always, because she's so short, you know. She she just had this thing about me being so tall, you know. So that was our thing. But I will say, I really did like Simon, and I really did like Randy. Like they were, you you don't even realize how much time you spend with these people. America doesn't get a chance to see it, but you know, you you are actually with these people for quite a while. And mm-hmm. you know, then we went on and did American Idol in Vegas once that season wrapped, and we were invited mm-hmm. back because we made it to the top thirty. So. Uh, you know, we had to spend almost two weeks in Vegas, and it was wow. a, a it was a huge production, and that was an experience I'll never forget because they had us all out doing a video shoot in the in the in the real desert, child. I'm talking about I saw snakes and everything. You hear me? And oh my god! We recorded. <laughs> yes, yes, honey, we recorded at a studio. It was an amazing experience, all at the MGM Grand. And like I said, I, I got to know them. And so the next year, I got a call. And I can't remember who it was that called me, but I found out that Randy and Simon wanted to see me. And I went over to the uh, the auditions that second year and, and got a chance to have lunch with them. So that was it was pretty cool. You know, you bond. That's a bond that you will never forget. Mm-hmm. Right. And was, okay, back when it first started, um, was it, was the format any different than it is? Well, I guess now it's on, not even on the, it's on, a, it's on ABC again, know. but, um, you know, it's know. changed so it's much, but what, what was the yeah. difference between that first season and how much it changed or was there a big difference? From what I, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. And I don't know how other contestants, former idols feel. It's hard mm-hmm. for me to watch it. I have not watched American Idol in so many years, I really don't know if they have done anything different. But mm-hmm. I do know one thing that people do not realize is that when this first season started, there was a top 15. And I actually mm-hmm. made the top 15. And mm-hmm. then they decided to go back and do a top 30. And so I was in the top 30, which, of course, are the uh, shows that, you know, people see uh, every week. And mm-hmm. then they get to the big stage. So I didn't make that cut. For some reason, oh. I'm not. I'm not even sure. Yeah, I know. I was. I was kind of like. I was kind of surprised in a way because I knew that I made the 15. So it was like, okay, then. So I should be okay for the next. You know, the the structure that they were telling us they were going to have, and then they just switched it all up and said, no, we're going to do a 30, and then we're going to do a wild card show, and you know, have a top 10. So. Huh, that's kind of how it went down. Mm-hmm. And honey, you are out there in LA for like two weeks. Like it's wow. a game, Jackson. I don't know how many American Idol people you've interviewed or folks that you talked to about that experience, but let me tell you, that is the most. It can be the most stressful thing ever because you know they they put you through a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. you are on pins and needles. You don't know what they want. You don't know when they're going to call you. You don't know. But because I came from a pageant background, I swear I was prepared due to pageants because I saw so many people freaking mm-hmm. out, crying, losing their mind, going crazy, going home. It was crazy. <laughs> right. I'm sure. And was it was wild. Was Kelly Jackson 
on your season? Is that who was on your season? Yes. Kelly was the first person I met when we got to L.A. And we all had to write a book. And I, Kelly was on my bus, and that was the first girl I met, and she was so, so, so sweet. Like, I just, I look forward to seeing her again, because I feel like, you know, like I told you, you have a bond with these people, and they may not remember your name, like, soon as somebody says, like, Melanie Sanders, you say that to her, but if you say Melanie Sanders from uh, from American Idol Strip Club Cabaret, Melanie Sanders, oh, she's going to remember, <laughs> you know, because we had, <laughs> we had so much fun, you know? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. And what has it been like seeing someone like her kind of, you know, blossom in her career and stuff and someone that you started a huge show with? Because, you know, now American Idol is huge and you're you were on the very first season. That's insane. (laughs) It's crazy. But I just, you know, I just thank God for that to be able to say that I was a part of history. And then Kelly to see how she blossomed and then to to know that this was a genuine like she's a genuine spirit she's a a truly talented person who is absolutely all about music not about trying to be famous not about trying to be a star and to see her rise and make it it's mm-hmm. it's just golden it's the that's the story that you want from shows like this right yeah and i think i mm-hmm. hope I haven't watched American Idol in a while either, just because, I don't know, I just haven't, when it went off the air all those years ago and now it came back, I haven't, I haven't really quite watched yeah. the new, new show as much, but um, yeah, I do hope that they do kind of keep that same thing, you know, genuine people that are really right. looking, you know, to sing and not just be uh-huh. famous. So those are the stories you right. really want to see. Um, but so what do you remember what how it was like how you got eliminated or what happened or oh yeah because it was so, mm-hmm. so different back then than you know it is now but um well let me see how okay well I was like I said I was top 15 and then they changed it to the top 30 which is what America ended up saying because right before they choose who will be on TV you're going through you know all those days and days and days of competing to get to Mm. that part. And, you know, America doesn't get a chance to see that at all. And that's where a lot of the drama took place, of course, you know, but they just can't get it all. But uh, once we made it to the 30, I just remember, um, you know, we were just waiting to find out what America said. Okay, now, so here's the tea. Here's the drama, okay? Yes. I asked (laughs) several times, several times. I said, where are the results. I need to see who voted for me. I'd like to see the numbers. I'd like, and no one could produce that. So, mm-hmm. honey, I'm so far out the contract, I can talk about this all day and not be worried about it. But for many years, a lot of us were afraid to, to discuss what we really felt about that process. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, this is a production. And I, right. I still have a lot of questions because, you know, I, I I never saw a call center. I never saw proof or a or any. I never saw one telephone, one electronic anything that indicated that they were indeed or do indeed take votes. Mm. I, I I still I have yet to see that, and I asked several times, and I even had somebody say 
Oh yes, we can show it to you. We'll 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 be we'll be sure to do that. But of course, you know, never did. <laughs> right. So, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day it's a show. So it's like, you know, they control and they do what they want to do. Right. And then so after American Idol, did you say then you did another reality show after that? Once you get into kind of the reality circuit, you know, back then, uh, you know, they kind of remember you for other stuff, you know? And when they mm-hmm. like you, they want to kind of keep they want to kind of keep a, a a thumb on you a little bit. You're under contract for so long that they pretty much know what you can and can't do. And and and, it's, mm. and at that time, I was under 19 management, so they knew, you know, they could call me for mm. something that was under 19 management. Okay. So in 2004, it was a show called All American Girl that had uh, celebrity judges. And the whole premise was to find an American girl, the girl who can sing, dance, you know, she's tough, she can do this and that, you know, that whole rigmarole, it's, you know. And they had, they had one of the Spice Girls was a judge, Ginger Spice, what's her name? Shit, I forgot. Um, What's that girl? Jerry Hollowell. Uh, And then you had Suzanne Dupas, who is like, uh, a big music executive from back in the day, and then John Sally, an NBA star, and now mm. NBA great. I'm not sure if he was a Hall of Famer, but, you know, whatever. He's like the bomb. And I recently right. saw him in the Bahamas for the Big Three because he's a commentator for Ice Cube's uh, league called the Big Three where all the stars, NBA stars, come back and play. Oh, my God. That, that was just awesome. So when I saw him and I told him who I was and he remembered, it was like, Whoa, like, you know, like I said, you bond with these people because you are with them so much. And so anyways, um, I didn't make it to the end. And it was one of those things, honey, it was kind of like a little bit of a pageant plus, what's the name of that show Um, where they put you through all those obstacle courses and stuff? I forgot the name of it. It's, you know, it's, 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 they got you jumping in water and all kind of shit. It was crazy. <laughs> Wow. I was like, yeah, it was really an interesting show. I know. And so from American Idol and that show, I've been in TV Guide twice. So it's just like weird. I've been on Entertainment Tonight. I've been in TV Guide. And I'm still not famous, but I can say that I did all these amazing things, you know? (laughs) Right. So it's just like, it's crazy. Yes, yes. Now, um, then after those experiences, um, so how did you um, really get into, you know, PR and um, managing different celebrities and that kind of thing? Well, I think my experiences just thrusted me into it because I found myself helping other people just naturally. And then I didn't even realize what I was doing. So how I got to really like, well, I didn't know I was doing PR uh, specifically until much later on. And, and it all started with NeNe Leak from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And yes. NeNe is a, just, oh, my God. NeNe is my friend. She's my girl. I love her to death. And basically, Sheree Whitfield, also from the Real Housewives of Atlanta, it, she introduced us. Um, I, I don't remember the year, maybe 2000, might have been 2005 when I was Miss Atlanta. 
Um, yeah, I was, I was crying Miss Atlanta in 2005. So it was somewhere around then um, that I met. I, no, actually, it was before then because I've known Sheree since I was in college. My best friend mm. worked in her boutique. She had a she had a fabulous boutique. Baby, when I say Sheree had one of the most fabulous boutiques in Atlanta, it was called Bella Azul. Wow. Baby, it was amazing. And I'm talking about Sheree had $1,000 tank tops in that thing, okay? So <laughs> this is, this is yeah, Sheree had it going on, baby. She she knows her stuff. So um, anyway, NeNe introduced us. I had a condo in Atlantic Station. So actually, that, is, that, that lets me know. It was 2006. So it was 2006 okay. condo. I had this fabulous condo in Atlantic Station on the 23rd floor. And um, we were walking, and she said, I want you to meet my girlfriend, uh, Nene, Nene Lee. She's uh, trying to get this show together. So I'm crazy, and I'm young, and I didn't realize <laughs> that, you know, it was it was about housewives. And I'm like, well, I'm not a housewife, so I can't be on that show. So, you know, <laughs> that, that was my whole thing had no idea that I was even being considered for this show, okay? So, mm-hmm. Jackson, the world is so small. My best, one of my best girlfriends, Tracy Boy, lived next door to a girl named Kim. And oh, she was telling me, <laughs> I know, it's crazy, right? She lived next door to a girl named Kim. And um, and she, she called me, she was like, girl, Kim is going to be doing this show with NeNe. And I heard that you know NeNe. It was just it's just weird. Kim Zosiak is is was in her townhouse. Like they their townhouse was the same building, door to door. You see what I'm saying? Wow. I said this is uh-huh. crazy how the world is so connected. And so I ended up hanging out with these girls. Obviously, I wasn't a housewife, but the world just kind of put us all together. And so you know, dealing with all of these different personalities and meeting all these people. You know, I began to, and then as as being a former Miss Atlanta, my title allowed me to do a lot more than, you know, I guess the the average person, uh, for lack of a better word. So I was all over the place and I began to give people advice, help people with their uh, public, you know, appearances. And specifically with NeNe, this show took off so fast that we didn't even know what to do. All we had, all we could do was just go full throttle. So Nene and I traveled together for about two years straight um, in back and forth to L.A. I have never been to more, one place more than I've been to L.A., and that's with her. <laughs> yeah. And that's where the PR, oh. you know, it really began. Right. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so with Nene, how long were you um, uh, working with Nene? It was about from 2006, like, well, we were friends first, like I said, and then right. around mm-hmm. 2007 uh, is when we really started, uh, you know, just, just just going all over the place doing things. So it was until 2010, and then mm-hmm. I moved from Atlanta and went to Mississippi. Right, okay. And then Diana took over. Diana is another mutual friend of ours, and she was on the show uh, quite a few times, actually, um, Diana, what is Diana's last name? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I know you, you, her Diana friend Diane. Diane. Was she in her? Were you in her wedding? Yeah, Nini's wedding too. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. I, I went to the wedding, but I wasn't in it. I think was Diane in the wedding? Yeah, she had to be. She had. To I be. think so. Because Nini and I, I remember. Had, yeah. Yeah. Because uh huh. I think the wedding was around 2000, maybe 15 or something like that. And right. Yeah, I, we saw each other because I'm, I'm like quiet as kept now. Nene and I did not 
see each other for years. When I left Atlanta, it was like, it was just weird. It was like my, my life in Atlanta just closed because I came to Mississippi and established things here. And, you know, my relationships were just like, you know, you still love somebody, but you don't talk to them right. every day. You don't see them every day. And so when we reunited at her wedding, honey, I just remember hugging her and we were just like, we just embraced. It was just, you know, it, it's just that Aww. love that you have for somebody that no matter mm-hmm. what, and that, you know, Greg just passed that her husband. Right. And that, mm-hmm. that damn near killed me because Greg used to always say, before we left, he would say, take care of her. Take care of Aww. her. I, I look after her. And I was trying to get to the, um, to the uh, home going last Monday, but I was in Miami and I missed two flights, Jackson. Tried to get there, and one of mm-hmm, one of Greg's best friends, he kept texting and making sure that I was on the way, and you know I didn't make it, and he just and let me tell you, I had a supernatural experience too. I was very upset that I couldn't be there, you know, because when she sent me the text to to come to the uh, to the the home going home going, I was already in Miami, so honey, I didn't have anything to wear, I didn't have anything, so. I went to Target. I'm trying to piece stuff together from my suitcase, trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I was stressed out as hell. So the next day when I got ready to get get on the plane and I missed both of my flights, I literally was just so broken because I wanted to be there. You know, I just felt like, you know, this is a part of, he. you know, Greg had all of his circle and all of his friends and I wanted Nene to be able to see all of the, you know, just, just have a memory of all of the things that, and all of the people that loved him. And, you know, just, you know what I'm saying? Just remember those yeah. times and see all the people mm-hmm. that played a role in, in their life, in their life together. But the supernatural experience happened when I literally heard Greg in my head say, sit your butt down. Don't worry oh. about it. Oh. Don't worry about it. You know? And I just cried because I knew that that was truly him speaking to me. I felt it. I felt it, Jackson. So I calmed my nerves, left the airport, and went back to my hotel and just, honey, got me a chair by the pool and just cooled out. Yes. And just said, yes. okay, you know? So I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm so long-winded. I'm, excuse me. Oh, no. No, I love it. I love it. That's, you have such interesting stories. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and, thank you. And, yes, I just... And, his passing was such a, a huge thing, and I know, um, but it was yeah. so nice to see all of the pictures um, of all of, you know, oh, especially the Housewives of Atlanta, you know, come back together and, you know, support me. I was so, yeah. so touched to see all yeah. of that, I think, as a fan, because you, me you know, I'm, you know, as you I'm know, so on those kinds of shows, it's so hard to, you know, with fighting and people, you know, mad at each yeah. other. I think it was so nice to see everyone yeah. come together and, you know, put their differences yeah. aside. That was so sweet. Oh, it was so sweet. I was so, when I saw Kim, you know, I just, you you, you naturally just take a, a trip down memory lane and just think about, you know, how everybody began as just being, you know, their regular selves. Everybody was naturally fabulous. You know, the show was just taking a peek into their real lives. Like Kim, let me tell you, the first time I saw a diamond ring that looked like it should have been in the, um, uh, what's the name of the, uh, the, the people? I forgot. Uh, not even Tiffany and Company. It's another one up in New York. Some kind of, uh, 
jewelry house that that's just amazing. I saw her with uh-huh. some of the most fabulous and exquisite jewelry I have ever seen in person. That was not in a jewelry store. It was on Kim Zosiac, honey. Oh and my gosh! <laughs> this woman here, she is just and she's true blue. She's gonna smoke her cigarette. She's gonna talk her shit. She's gonna wear her wig. And she know she always knew. One thing about Kim, Kim always knew that she was gonna be okay. She always knew that she was going to be, you know, successful. She always knew that she was going to have a beautiful family. These are things that she wasn't even worried about. She spoke her life into existence because she believed it from the beginning. And Mm -hmm. that woman is bad, baby. She is a bad girl. Ooh, yeah. Zodiac (laughs) is the real deal. I don't care what anybody says. Right. No, I love Kim. I've always, I love Atlanta's. I think Atlanta is my favorite um, Housewives franchise. So I, I don't know. I always, that was the first one that I got into. Um, and I yeah, like yeah, watched yeah, all yeah. the seasons. Oh my gosh. I loved it. And I just loved the ladies. It was just so natural and fun and um, very, so fun. it's so good. So fun. Yes, so good. yes. Like, yeah, it's changed so much. It really has. But it the has. OGs, the girls that brought it on, honey, they are not to be, they cannot be replaced. They cannot be replaced. Right. Oh, no, definitely. They definitely cannot be replaced. It's so, I know they, <laughs> they're trying to, I know that's the thing. I think now I know they're trying to like, you know, figure out the next steps for Atlanta. So I'm excited what, what happens yes, next, what's to I come. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to figure that out. Too, honey, I am really, really yes. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know as well. Yes, yes. Um, now through Housewives, is that how you um, met Carlos King? Okay, so this is interesting. I knew Carlos in passing. Okay. Did not. This was way back in the day. Did not really know Carlos. And mm. but I only heard of him. Yeah, it's 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 so interesting. But let me tell you this: I am on Carlos's show, but me and Carlos had yet to meet officially. Mm. Now, isn't that weird? Okay, let me explain that. Now, I brought I got brought on, um, you know, to to Bell Collective, the, the current show, because you know they were looking to change it you know COVID hit they originally had couples and they were going to do a whole different thing and they decided to put a spin on it so they wanted to have a couple of people added and that ended up being myself and Tambra Cherie who ended up being a main cast member and so Mm -hmm. I kind of got brought on on the tail end you know so uh but I never, and this is so interesting, we communicate on social media, but he and I have not sat down and chatted yet. He hired me, but yet, I know, but yet we still have not really met. Like, it's so interesting. And so I thank him so much for, you know, basically hiring me just because he he liked me, you know, uh, I, I guess he did because all I know is I got the uh, the call, you know, from all his producers to get ready and, and, and get ready to be on the show. And I'm like, oh, my God. So he said it was OK. I'm like, oh, but, you know, of course it was way more technical than that. <laughs> so, right. Uh, but that's the tea. That is the tea. People don't even realize that I'm probably the only girl who has not sat down and, and chatted up with Carlos. Can you believe that? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Well, and 
And um, we know yeah. all the same people. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, I just assumed because of your connection with Nini and Sheree and stuff, I just thought, oh, you know, you knew him for a long time. Because I love Carlos. I love, like, I love his work. I, I think he's so yeah. talented. And the Brilliant. way he produces things, you know, I think it's so... It, he he lets people tell their stories and it's so genuine. I just, I love it. So yeah. um, I always, whenever I, I mean, interview someone yeah, that knows him, I always ask about what they think of him. Cause I just think he's so, he's like a reality TV genius. <laughs> he is because you know, what I love about Carlos is that, you know, like you said, he lets people basically just, be their truth, you know, and mm-hmm. he's brilliant because he understands how to put this into a package and deliver it to the masses in such a unique way. Like he, he makes you, he makes you want to know people. He makes you feel like you already know them once you do get to know them, you know, and now the, 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 the somewhat negative part of that, and I hate to even say negative is this, one thing I noticed with all of my girlfriends who have done reality TV and have become successful and well-known, you become everyone's friend in real life in their head, and your privacy is no more because you can't go to a restaurant without people feeling like, you know, they can come up and, and, and basically sit at your table. And it's the difference between a reality star and, let's say, Halle Berry, because you right. think before you approach Halle Berry. Halle Berry is like, oh, my God. That's a star star, you know. Oh, 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 Angelina Jolie. Hell no, you're not right. Angelina Jolie. You know, <laughs> you like, mm-hmm. you're like, whoa, like, you know, that's like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> reality TV is 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 the brilliance behind it is that you know if if that's what you want, you want to feel like that's your best friend or that's your worst enemy on on television. But in real life, you end up seeing these people. And you completely feel like you can, they're your people, you're, you know, and, and we have had so many situations where people have been, you know, come up being rude, come up telling you what you need to do next season and telling you who's not your friend on the show. It's just, it's wow. It's just a different type of celebrity that is created from reality television. It's a totally different celebrity. Yes. Now that, what you just said, that makes me think of a question for you about, because when, when you were traveling with Nini and you, you've obviously worked with Trey and other people, what has been the crazy, mm-hmm. craziest experience that you've seen from like a fan that has come up to one of the people you're with? Because I mean, like you said, people just oh. can cut, they just come mm-hmm. up and say things because they think, <laughs> you know, it's, it's reality that you, um, know, you know the person, but you don't, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you the craziest thing right now. And this wasn't a person. This was a um, this was paparazzi. Now, people wise, I I can tell you the same story a million times. People just pop up out of nowhere and want to take a picture, right? And uh-huh. then, you know, or they're or they're shoving their baby at you at the table, like, oh my god, take a picture. But let me tell you what happened. I have a picture of this somewhere on my Instagram, and uh, it was Nene and I got up one morning. And I can't, I have, I would never be able to tell you why we were in LA this particular time, but we didn't have our makeup. We were tired. Excuse me. We had gone out and like partied the night before. And so, you know, we were like kind of hung over and, and just, you know, just wanted to get something to eat. So by the time we um, got up, it was kind of later in the afternoon and we decided to go to crustaceans in, um, in LA. And mm-hmm. 
I remember, and like I said, I have this picture still um, that, that, that reminds me of this, and I remember that moment. Jackson, let me tell you, Nene noticed it was one photographer who just came up and he was just standing there with a camera, right? And this is when I knew Nene was famous. This is when I realized how she that she was actually famous because a lot of the girls we know would call the paparazzi when we would go to dinner and things like that. And uh, mm-hmm. one person in particular actually is not a reality te- television star. She's a bona fide celebrity, but I was surprised to find out that she called her own paparazzi. That was something that I learned. And so we're at Crustaceans looking a mess. Uh, and I remember one paparazzi came, then this weird other one came out of nowhere. Then another one came out the way her name is Kat. Everybody in LA knows a black girl named Kat. She came. Mm. And then next thing I know, I look up and I I can't find this picture. I took a picture of them taking our picture. Um, and I, I wish I had that picture, but the picture that I do have is somebody taking a picture of me and Nene as I was taking a picture of them. So that's the picture oh, I have on gosh. my Instagram somewhere. And it was so scary, okay? That's the point mm-hmm. I'm getting to because we look up and there are 15 people with these black objects and all you hear is click, 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 click. And they are all across the street, down around mm-hmm. the corner. And it was the eeriest thing. So look. We ended up leaving. I guess that was the end, you know, because I remember us going down the street and we took off running. And now we drank a lot of cocktails now. Let me just say this. When we get together, (laughs) we drink all the cocktails. So a lot of that was foolishness Uh on our part. You know, it's not like these people really gunning for us. But we started running. We were by the ivy at this point. I don't know how we got over there, but we took off running because a new set of paparazzi was coming. And, honey, we took off. We were running down the street like we were running from the police. (laughs) <laughs> it oh was the, it was so crazy it was the it was one of the craziest experiences ever and we just laughed i mean out of breath laughing and saying lord this is crazy what kind of game is hollywood like what is this this is insane right oh my gosh that's crazy and they run um, right with you they're gonna run right yes. with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I'm sure. Um, now, um, now going back to um, Bell Collective, because like I said, I loved um, the first season of the show. It was so good. Um, oh, and yes, yes. And I was so, um, I mean, you know, I hope there's a season two. I know it's hard right now because of there's so much going on in the world. Mm-hmm. It's probably, you know, I know that they, they can't, it can't just come out right now, but I hope there is because it was such yeah. a good show. And, um, but yes, so yes. with each of the ladies, so which of the ladies did you know prior to doing the show? Okay. I knew, uh, Latrice because Latrice uh-huh. was a client of mine. And then I also knew Tambra Cherie. I had yeah. met Letitia because I attended one of her brunches. So I met her, but I didn't really know her. And I didn't know. Oh, oh, and Antoinette. I knew Antoinette because I had met her one time at uh, the M Bar, which is a very popular uh, spot that also is my client. It's it's like our top uh, bar and, and lounge, you know, sports bar, but it's also a club at the same time. So, uh-huh. um, you know, those are the girls that I knew. I didn't I had never even seen Marie before. 
And uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Kaylin. I- I've never seen her before either. Right, right. Now, um, okay, so with Latrice, since she is your client, I'm sure you have a very unique perspective on what happened with her and Marie because um, and I know on the show we didn't get to fully see because of your role on the show and kind of how things happened. You know, you didn't, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we didn't get to fully always see your opinion on things, but I'm curious. So what did you think yeah. about what Marie was saying about um, Latrice's hair and her business and kind of what they had going on? And I know from a few of them, I think even when I talked to Latrice, that there's obviously a lot more that we didn't get to see that uh, there weren't not so good, some things that happened that weren't the best, but they didn't get to show everything. But what was your opinion on that whole situation? Well, okay. So I feel like personality is um, the culprit when it comes down to certain situations and scenarios. And what I mean is I think that Marie's personality is she's a natural sensationalist. So, you know, mm. something that is minute to us is, is big to her. Because, you know, she's just one of those girls that, you know, she's not thinking, okay, maybe she didn't mean this. It's like, oh, this bitch must really be trying to come for me. And mm-hmm. you know, and this is just my opinion. I feel like I don't think Marie is a bad person at all, but I just think that she may be a sensitive person. And she just felt that um, something was done maybe ill to her because we never know what people go through. You know, uh, some people just have that kind of look where people just mess with them. People just, you know, jack them over and things like that. But when it came down to Latrice, I do think that in the back of Marie's mind, she might've been thinking that this is my competition as well because she has a hairline also quiet as kept. So I don't know if those things fuel. Oh yeah, she does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh and 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 she has a beautiful storefront too. I don't know if they're gonna reveal that and I don't even know if she put anything in it, but that's just some tea. But uh I think that Marie might have just felt like, you know, she just was a little on edge because this is, you know, Latrice and Latrice is very popular and everybody knows her and maybe she felt kind of away. I don't know that to be fact. This is purely my opinion. So I think that that whole first encounter was completely like over the top for no reason. But we have to understand that sometimes people do have things go on with them personally where they are on the defense and they do think that people may really be trying to, you know, mess them over. So Right, right. Of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's what I think. Yes. Now, what is your opinion on Kaylin? Because I know um, a lot of people really didn't like her. Um, and I know she kind of, there were things that happened that, um, you know, people really weren't fans of her. And I got to interview her shortly after I talked yeah, to her. Yeah. Yes. So it was nice to chat with her here. Um, her experience and you know she was saying all this that people were sending death threats and I felt so bad for her because you know I can tell that you know on a show you know I think she seems she's always been so sweet to me and I know she seems like such a sweet person but when you're on reality tv and you know they only see certain sides you know and then you know 
she kind of looked maybe different than how she really is in real life. So, you know, what is your opinion on her in that whole situation? Well, I think that with uh, Kaylin, you know, when I first, my first time really interacting with uh, Kaylin was, um, I think it was at that brunch. Well, let me, well, no, that can't be. I know I had to have met her before then. I can't. Ooh, we, let me tell you, we filmed so much. I right. every day. <laughs> it was crazy. I can't even explain to you what how much work goes into this uh, reality TV thing. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, Kaylin, I think, is just um, a person that probably did not ever consider that race would be brought to her doorstep and especially on a national platform mm. because as a professional person, you know, you're all, you're always thinking about your persona and how you'll be perceived when you are, you know, basically given to the masses, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that that really affected a lot of the way that, that she handled things because, you know, she was probably thinking like, I would never want anybody to think anything ill of me, but, Jackson, I think that the reality of a lot of women here in Mississippi, specifically in the South, I don't know exactly where you're from. I don't remember what she told me. Where are you from again? I'm I'm in Missouri. Okay, okay, okay. So, I mean, you're yeah. not too far away, but I think that a lot of women, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking on women who are not Black women. I mean, even mm-hmm. women who are Indian do not have the same or or Asian, they don't have the same experiences of black women. And mm-hmm. when we began to talk about the the quiet things that we know amongst each other and we began to put it out there about our experiences and the things that happen as, you know, women of uh, who black women and women who are uh out here in the business world and interacting with all kinds of people, it touched uh Kaylin in a way because she felt like we were talking about basically saying that she was an outsider and this is what she probably does to people or her family does to people. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm talking mm, about being mm-hmm. mistreated. So right. Uh-huh. To it. Mm-hmm. And so what you saw, I said on the show basically was that, listen, this is, this is what we need to talk about. Like you're going to have to go back in here with these women and, and, and face it because we're talking about our reality. No, Kaylin, you may not have personally um, treated someone uh, indifferently, but the reality is that this is what we do live. And so we are speaking amongst each other. We weren't trying to, you know, outcast you and make you feel a type of way, but since you're here, honey, you need to go ahead and hear this and be a part of it and and, and feel it because what they didn't hear me say, Jackson, is I said I don't care about you crying because the crying doesn't affect me. You know, mm-hmm. I cried a hundred times. You know, I have mm-hmm. I, and and I've had people you know mistreat me and do things, but at the same time, you know, I don't I don't feel I don't feel like your tears are going to make me change my mind about any of what I feel or anything that I any opinion that I have on. Mm-hmm you know, racism and the things that go on around me. So I was very, very candid with, with, with her. Now, the, the, I wonder, was the, the, the show going to, to capture that? Because I think that Kaylin, you know, she, she, she cried because she felt attacked. 
And she cried because she felt like that's not my character and that's not how I feel. But like I said, I didn't care nothing about her crying. They didn't give a damn to me. I didn't, I didn't give a damn about it. It, it. it didn't make me any difference because I understand all that. But I was talking about the core. That is a mm-hmm. reality. And sometimes we have to face that. So if it's not you, then fine. But there are people who are like that, and you just have to realize that and 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 drink the punch because that's just how it is. That's this, that's the life we live in. We don't get don't get hung up on it. Just know that it exists, and don't be uncomfortable about talking about it, and don't feel attacked when somebody tells mm. you their experiences. That's all. That's that's what that all went about. And but people did take it the wrong way and not the wrong way look let me say this jackson i can't say they took it the wrong way they took it their way and they Mm. they i think that people naturally they see a white woman and they automatically feel that they should know what we're talking about when we say that we have been mistreated uh you know in, in in society and in the business they automatically think that people are supposed to know that and sometimes they don't you know, mm-hmm. they, they might not. So, you know, but you got to take it. You just got to go ahead and say, hey, this is how I feel. Right, I like right. It. I don't want y'all to think I'm like that. You know, you can tell you can tell anybody how you feel. You know, don't feel attacked. Just, just, just know what it is. Yes. And then the other thing was that I know, and she's even, I think, said, I think the wording, it came off a different way and how she meant it but when she was telling marie to come come over there or come here or something that really oh yeah Ooh. i know that See, that was just bad timing mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you were there were you, that was bad you were sitting timing. next to, uh were you sitting next to one of them or close you were in close proximity i think yeah i was very both of them. close <laughs> i was sitting next to both of them yeah i think it was uh kaylin and Antoinette and I believe Tambra was in between us or something. Oh my I don't gosh. know. I don't know. <laughs> I know because I wasn't. Now I'm gonna just be honest with you. I wasn't going to go after Kaylin. I was one of the right. people that said I'm not about to run after her. Let her if she feel away, let her feel away, honey. Because we're mm-hmm. just talking about what we're talking about. But I don't remember who told me to go out there. But somebody said you should go out there. And it had been about, shit, it might have been about 10 minutes before I got up. Because <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't, like I told you, just being completely honest. I said, I don't give a damn about her crying. Like, who cares? This is not about feeling sorry for folks. This is about going ahead and just, you know, just calling a spade a spade. These are realities, you know, but I'm just one of those people, like, I'm, I love an awkward moment. Like I'm not afraid to feel uncomfortable, and I don't, I don't feel, I, I, I don't want to make anybody else feel uncomfortable. I'm not saying that, but if we are confronted with that situation, I'm gonna be cool because I feel like, hey, once something's in your face, deal with it. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta kind of have that, 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 that part of you that just pushes through. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was more interested in. And, and, and Kaylin understanding what that conversation was about. Now, a lot of people feel like she did that to redirect the attention to her. And that was another thing that I saw a lot of comments about that. They felt like it wasn't her moment. She shouldn't have taken away from the, you know, and all that kind of stuff, you know. So everybody had an opinion. But my only thing with Kaylin in that moment was that Kaylin listened to what's being said, 
consider what's been being said. And it doesn't matter if you agree or disagree, but just face it, because this is this is just life at this point. You know, this is this is just what it is. Right. Right. Of course. Um, And then. Mm-hmm. um, So after, um, you know, the show has aired and stuff, have you have you been in touch with Kaylin at all or talk to her? Cause oh, I guess yeah. she got married. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, 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 yes. And, um, she, uh, that was, that was, we were invited to the wedding and, you know, that was definitely an, and it, it was a time, it was a time, you know, Kaylin will, will be able to, to talk about her wedding, um, one day very soon and you'll, and you'll hear about it. But, um, I, I, I talked to Tambra. I just went to Tambra's birthday. Um, she had a, a, a champagne tasting on Wednesday. Uh, I missed, Letitia, she had a beautiful brunch a couple weeks ago, and I was out of town, and I missed that. And um, Latrice, I, I was just with her yesterday, and oh. Um, yeah, oh yeah, it, it, you know, I, I see these girls a lot. I have, I, oh, and I talked to Kaylin also uh, about we were going to um, do some stuff with uh, the premiere party. Well, well, not the pre, was the premiere? Oh, shoot, that was way big. The premiere party. She and I was going to, you know, we were going to contribute the cake to the party that we did not get a chance to have. That's a whole other topic. And, you know, so I do, I, uh, and I see, um, what's her name? Uh, uh, Laura Antoinette. I see her online and, and I, I haven't seen her out in a while, but, you know, I'm, 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 I'm cool with all these girls. I have not seen uh, Marie. Uh, yeah. Ever. I, oh, no, I saw her one time out. I did see her one time out. We took a picture. Oh, that's out at great. the at, at, at the uh down at the bar at the, at the lounge. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And with Kaylin, did you um you I think you were one of them that got to go and help her pick her goat or whatever she had that one time. You guys got to go and and see. Was it a goat <laughs> that she was trying to get? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I didn't know that she was gonna get this damn goat. I saw her. We well, we all went. <laughs> we went to the farm together. Um, yeah, amazing farm we have here. And she started talking about the goat. Then I don't know where Kaylin got this goat from, but I ended up going to the house that night, and they, you know, was on the show. And baby, when we walked in, I saw that goat with that damn diaper on. I was yeah. done. I said, now, this here is too much for me. Now I got two cats and a parrot, and so I am definitely an animal lover. But to see that goat with pellets coming out of his damn diaper, I said, oh, this oh is too God. much. I cannot <laughs> get that goat. Uh-uh. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that goat, Capricorn, that goat was so cute. So I will say that is the probably the most unique uh, animal that I've seen other than one of these pigs that people get. And she said oh, yeah. that the goat will also help her with her yard. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. Too much. Yes. Too much. Yes. Now, those kind of moments from the show were really fun. Um, like, you know, those fun moments and, you know, very funny. Um, what was some of your um, favorite moments from this season of Bell Collective through the process of filming? Um, even if we really didn't get to see it as fans or viewers, but what were some things that yeah. you just, that you'll never forget? <laughs> I have to say the goat was a major part. Uh, being at that goat farm 
was interesting because we are chasing these goats around. It was hilarious. Uh-huh. Uh, the goat <laughs> thing is, I think goat, I think goat gate was probably number one. <laughs> yeah, that was probably number one. Um, and and you know it's crazy because I, Jackson, I cannot stress people who listen in on this will be, uh, they they probably know, and I just didn't know. But the amount of hours that are spent filming is unreal. I think that now I understand why these women get millions of dollars once they get to a, you know a certain amount of seasons because right. you are dedicating your life. I was I felt on edge and I wasn't even a main cast member, but I was one of the. They said that I probably. I filmed the same amount of hours as a cast member, you know, because I, I filmed for almost every scene. And wow. it was just like, whoa, like I just could not believe how much work was in it. Um, I think now uh, one memorable uh, thing that didn't make the uh, the show was we, Latrice and I had a, a, a tense scene where she was basically saying that, you know, she was trying to get in Sally's and, you know, she hadn't heard anything and she felt like I wasn't doing my job and she felt like our friendship had something to do with it because, you know, you're friends with somebody, but you're in business and sometimes that will make you slack. So that was an interesting thing because, you know, the truth in it, and you know, there's always uh, some some poise when it comes to reality TV, meaning you do have some production elements where people will uh, I'm not not necessarily stage, but they will keep things under control and remind you of certain scenarios and situations to keep the conversations flowing. You know what I mean? Right, so right. You're mm-hmm. not being scripted. You're not being scripted, but you're being reminded about mm-hmm. what's going on in certain scenarios. Okay. So in that particular case, I wanted to make sure that it was clear to anybody who would see that. I wanted them to know that one thing I pride myself in is that I work with friends, but when it comes to that, I am not a friend when it comes to business. And I know that sounds very hard to believe, and it's probably very hard for many to do. And I'm not saying I've been perfect with it, but I am so shrewd when it comes down to making sure that I treat everybody fairly in business and not Mm -hmm. as a friend because I want to make sure that we keep it business because I need them to keep working because they have to keep paying me. You see what I'm saying? Right. Right. um, (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, I don't want, I don't, I don't have time for that. So the producers really wanted to get that out because they were feeling like the reason why uh, she hadn't progressed with the Sally's account at that time was because of me. But the reality of the reality is that everybody does not get in Sally's just because they call up Sally's, honey. It is a process. I don't care who you are or what you do. It's hard. So hopefully when the second season comes about, we will be able to dive into that a little bit more. We'll see. Yes. Now, like you said, because of the time commitment and everything, and you are very busy, um, would you Ooh. want to do um, another season of the show um, or would you rather kind of, you know, take a back seat and let your friends kind of do it and maybe you can, you know, pop up and support them when they need. But like you said, that is a huge time <laughs> commitment. And if you're, if you're working, I'm yeah. just shocked how you're able, how are people, you know, it's, oh, I'm sure it's a hard thing, man. especially, Yeah. 
Even Antoinette. Oh God, I'm just, it, yeah, so she's hard. a dentist. I know. I don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yes. I, I don't. Oh, my. Listen. Everything you are saying is so on point because mm-hmm. it's. Um, I'm glad that you're even able to realize that because I don't think that people consider that there is real life that is attached to reality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like right. It's the best of both worlds, but you know, you still have a show, and then you still have your life, and your life is not necessarily exactly what's on that show. So, I mean, pretty much it is, but you know, a lot of it is like, hey. I got a whole nother 24 hours that I need to make up for this 24 hours that I just lost trying to create a fake, or I don't want to say fake, we are a fake 24 hours because clearly it took us three days to make it look like we did all of this in one day. So yeah, that's not real because we, it, it takes time to capture some of these things, right? So right. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, honey, it's real work. So I would love a second season and I would love to be a part of the second season. And I look forward to the second season because I think that all of us as cast members have something to give and something to show America. And I am 100% down to be a part of the show. Like, like I'm, I'm down, down, I'm down, but uh, you know, uh uh-huh. But at the same time, you know, I'm not Carlos and I'm not these producers. So if, you know, it's all about what they say. If they want me to be on there, I'm there. If they want to take it a different direction, I'm in support because Jackson, I can tell you either way, I feel that the show is going to be a success and I'm going to do what it takes to help out, you know, my, my people who are on the show. If I'm not on the show. So either I'm on it or not, it doesn't even matter. They're going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to do my part. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, yes. Well, I hope you are back. But like you said, I think either way, I think it was such a good first season. <clears throat> I think the second season will be um, even better, which will which will be really exciting to see. Um, now yes. about you personally, because like you said, you have, you know, you have a lot going on. So what are some things that you have going on that maybe people don't really know about you? Um, you know, outside of your business, you have a lot. (laughs) Yes, I do. And I, what people don't know is that I am in a relationship and that's going to be the interesting part. I know it's going to be interesting because I don't really know how to handle that because I don't want to, uh, let me just tell you the backstory real, real, real briefly. I am re-entering relationship that was from 13 years ago, okay? And oh. he is the love of my life, yes. Oh. And he is amazing, he is. And, you know, he we we were like, you know, off and on for 13 years. Like I said, we, we start off, you know, as an item and, and then we broke up and we just kind of still stay connected. We could never shake each other. But recently it was like, boom, like we were both at the same place, same time when it came down to how we felt about life and love. And so now he has arrived and it would be so juicy to have him on because he is absolutely an amazing person. And, you know, he is a well-known person, but I still, I, I can't, I'm not sure if I can put that on a public platform right now. I would love to be able to do it in from the stance of me representing women who have long distance relationships. 
you know, mm-hmm. and not putting my relationship on front street because the deal is, baby, I'm not married and I am not, if I was married, that's different because you in that thing, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all in it and, you know, it takes a lot more to break up a marriage, you know, reality TV definitely does it every day. But, you know, if that is your significant other, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever the case may be, that's a sensitive time because you are building. And for us, we are building for the future. And I don't know if if being on a television show with him at this point is the move for me. So I would rather not. I would rather represent the girls who have these great relationships long distance relationship, but you know, everybody is wondering who their man is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I want because baby, I am not I am not trying to, you know, to, to damage that because not only that, I respect and love him so much that I wouldn't want to, you know, put him out there like that at this point, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, he has a life also. So it's not my life doesn't have to interrupt his life is, is basically what I mean. So, but a lot of people do not know that I'm in a relationship because I don't put, I don't publicize. It. I, I don't, that's one thing about me. I'm a, I'm a girl's girl. I'm going to be out. I'm going to have cocktails. I'm going to hug you. I'm going to say, Hey, and we're going to be all over the town. But when it gets down to the, 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 the real biz biz of me, when it gets down to personal stuff, I'm not really that girl that's going to be showboating stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be kind of problematic because, you know, the reality world is like, bitch, you belong to us. We do. We want to know everything. <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course. Of course. No, I completely get what you you're know, saying. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know about that. That's going to be that's been that's been the talk. That's been the the, the the quiet chatter amongst a lot of people right now is is Melanie going to um going to let the people know that she is really not a single girl like that. Mm-hmm. So. Now, and he was, and so he wasn't on, um, when he did the first season, so he didn't even, he wasn't there at all, right, with you. He didn't, like, no. come on a little in bit. Fact, mm-hmm. Oh, no. He wasn't anywhere to be seen. And we weren't <laughs> together then, either, now. Oh, okay, okay. We weren't together. No, no, no. We weren't together then, anyway. But I did have a guy at a dinner, and, you know, that's just a, a local friend of mine. Great guy, but he's not my guy. Like, that's just, a, I just invited a friend oh, to okay, uh, okay. Letitia's couple's dinner. Yeah, so, oh, honey, that was a big deal, baby. These people, honey, they were talking all on the internet, talking about Melanie's man and Oh, she got an old man too, like Latrice. I was like, get that away. (laughs) Oh my God. Hey, get out of my stuff. I was just trying to have dinner with my folks. I told my friend, he said he would come. Because I didn't have a date at the moment. You know, it was like the dinner came up quick. The invitation came like boom. And all my men are out of town, honey. So I Mm -hmm. was like, I don't know which one I'm going to call. So, uh, but, you know, I did get uh, my friend guy here to come. And he's just, like I said, he's just a friend, you know, no, no romantic stuff at all. That's just my homie. Yes. Oh, well, that's nice. But yeah, I completely get what you're saying about, um, you know, sharing that because, you know, you want your own personal, you know, and you've dealt with a lot with other people, like you said, with Nini and, you know, 
their their privacy get really getting taken away. And that that was the other question yeah. that I had that I forgot to ask earlier with it. You know, are you you know, because with you this first season, the good thing is even though you were on the show, I think you had and you weren't you didn't have to share as much of your private life as some of the others. So would you Yeah. Is that is part of your past experience with like Nini and other people seeing how with them getting their private life taken away and, you know, put out mm. for everyone to see it. Does that make you more hesitant to kind of, you know, really go full in on oh. reality TV? Oh my gosh. You made me realize that I think that's what it is because I mm-hmm. know the, uh, I know the, the, the night where, <laughs> You know, even now, I'll even say even with our show, you know, uh, there have been some some girls who have, you know, cried and 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 wondered if they were going to be able to do it. And, you know, a lot of emotions. This is something that is like it's something you've never experienced. You you never experienced. And, you know, it's it's for uh, for the majority. Now, of course, I had experience in reality TV more so than the other girls. Uh, way, way, way back, you know, a decade ago. So I was a little bit um, aware of how that works in terms of the editing. You know, the editing mm-hmm. is a monster because you could have said something three days ago and they may be able to patch it up and make it seem like you said it on a certain, another day. You know, there, this is, there is magic behind production and that's just what it is. It's, it's, it's nothing that is a secret. But I have seen the hurt and the and the pain and the actual uh problems that have real life problems that have come mm-hmm. from being on this platform mm-hmm. and that's scary and that's why something that is important to me as a relationship uh it is very important to me because to me you know that is like that's that's longevity there you know uh i feel like my 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 he's not only my boyfriend obviously but he's my best friend he's my man and that's longevity to me and so reality and platforms and things like that being in the public relations field especially I do see that those things are quite temporary so I just want to make sure that yeah you know I just want to I want to be careful with that you know and if he if he says he wants to come on on a show and show his face then shit we'll just have to get to that Bridge wants to get to it. <laughs> right. No. Ooh. Right. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then the last thing I want to ask you about, because um, is your singing, like you said, so you, you said you do want to get back in the music. Oh, yeah. 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 And you know, Jackson, I'm thinking that. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Did I interrupt your question? No, no, you're good. No. Oh. I think that that is something, if I am asked to come back to the show, I actually might have that to, to talk about because, um, you know, I, I sang for so many years and singing has been pretty much the reason why I've been blessed to do so many of the things that I've done on a national platform. And, you know, I, 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 I've shied away from it because I was really, I, I like being behind the scenes now. Cause I've been in front of the camera for so long. It's just refreshing to not have that, that, that pressure. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel safe. I feel a little safe, you know, and so, but I'm not used to being safe. I'm used to being 
You know, like I told you earlier, I like an awkward moment. I like to be pushed to do things and get out my comfort zone. And now in real life, here I am not feeling as confident as I used to. Like I would be, I would get on the stage with anybody. I wouldn't give a damn. I didn't care if it was, you know, Beyonce. Like I'm like, I love to sing and I can sing and I don't care what you think about it. I'm going to sing because this is my love and this is my comfort zone. And so now Mm -hmm. I'm at a point where I'm like, oh my God, I don't even feel the same way about singing and singing is one of the most natural elements of me. So I, and a lot of people have been asking me, why don't I do it anymore? And I'm just basically scared to do it still. So I'm, I'm, mm. I'm thinking that that would be something that I would get back into because singing is absolutely my love. Music is my mm. love. I'm the girl at the concert that's going to stand up at a live show and just get my life. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to yes. see. I don't know. We, I, I might, for real, I might bring that up and just, you know, they might have to, they might have to, to, to see what that's about. Cause I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to get back into that. I really am. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. Was there anything else that you have mm-hmm. going on outside of those things that you wanted to share or anything exciting coming up that you can talk about? Well, I can say that Sheree, she has some things that she has coming up that she and I are supposed to be talking about actually this week. And uh, I don't know exactly everything that it is, but Sheree Whitfield is about to get back on the scene, honey. And I don't really, I, I, I don't, I can't say what it all is because even me, I don't even know the extent of the things that she has coming up, but I know that I know a gist of it and I know that it's going to be really, really cool. So that's something I'm I'm very excited about. I have another client who is like one of the top body conscious specialists in the country. Her name is Cora Christian and she has a um, business called Beyond Beauty and she's doing a tour right now where she's doing celebrities. And so that's going to be something that's interesting because people are going under the knife, but she has a way of contouring the body uh, with products and, and tools to where you don't even have to get under the knife. You can still get lipo-like results. So that's kind of cool, wow. too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, you know, just trying to just, just trying to do my thing with 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 that type of stuff. And, you know, who who knows what's to come? I'm still here just every day. I'm just waiting to see what else pops up. <laughs> it's always yes. something crazy, I feel. Yes, yes. It's fun. It's fun. Yes, and anything um, with Latrice coming up? You know what? I'm trying to figure out what exactly we're going to do with Latrice next. Is it going to be Goddess Link? Is it going to just be her? We're still trying to figure that part out. It's Mm -hmm. like she has so much stuff. It's it's like we're on a pause because it's like, okay, what direction do we want to take this thing? Now I will say she just did an ebook and oh, it talks about mm-hmm. her journey as a uh-huh, as a businesswoman. And see, that's where it gets tricky. You have the persona of Goddess Link, and then you have Goddess Link. So it's like you obviously you're gonna do both, but sometimes the persona kind of outshines the brand. 
and which can be a good thing because you can always bring your brand along with you. But, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, Latrice, are you ready to be thrusted out there? You've already been on this on the TV show, but now people want to hear from you. So I've been getting a lot of people contacting me about her doing speaking engagements and stuff like that. And Latrice is not a person that feels like, you know, she wants to go around talking to a bunch of people now. That's just not her. But it's like, hey, you got to step out your comfort zone. People want to hear from you. So the question is, do we start putting her on a speaking tour? What do we do next? That's the fun part, Jackson. We're just wanting uh-huh. to know, what, what's next? What are we going to do? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, I love her. So I hope I, I'm i oh, sure she can do a lot. So, yes. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I, I, that's funny. I think she did, when I interviewed her, maybe she did talk about a book. I can't remember now. I'd have to go back and listen. But I think she was saying mm-hmm. it. You know, she was talking about she really wanted a book, you know, about her life. I yeah. think it was her. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and she's done it. Yeah. She's yes. She oh, my it. gosh. It's, it's her vendor list. It's her vendor. She's exposing all of her vendors. and the, I mean, she even got down to the T of which one she didn't like and why. You know, she's she's spilling the beans, you know, she really is. But it's so good that she did that because, you know, it's it's giving people. Well, I'll tell you an interesting thing. I got an email today from a girl who wants to um, she wants her to be her mentor. But instead of, you know, she she really doesn't have time to be a mentor as much as she would love to, you know, business wise. She really literally doesn't have the time. But. I told the girl, you know, buy the book and, and start there. And then if you have any questions, you can always email me and her, and, you know, we can make sure that we answer your questions. And that was just a good thing because the girl was like, okay, let me let me do that. You know, let me – because her journey is she, – she put it in the book. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Yes. Kind of, you know, just, yeah. Aw. Well, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thank you for asking. Like, I appreciate yes. you for even reaching out way back and, you know, oh, of being course. able to keep up with each other in this busy time. You are so sweet. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, I love chatting with you and, you know, hearing all your interesting stories. Thank you guys so much for listening to my interview with Melanie Sanders. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you want more Reality Talk, please follow our social media. It's at Reality Talk Podcast on Instagram. Or you can follow my personal social media. It's at JacksonSeth35 on Twitter and Instagram. And I will have Melanie's social media and information in the episode description so you guys can follow and keep up with her adventures. Um, Thank you guys so, so much for all of the love and support. I truly appreciate it. Um, And I'll see you guys next week.